This is Making Dough Show. My name is Hingham. And I'm Matt. We are obsessed with helping you own a profitable restaurant that doesn't own you. If this is your first time here, please consider subscribing so that you don't miss a show. This episode is sponsored by Making Dough Agency. We can help you grow your sales through text message marketing for less than $10 a day. Papa John's, Domino's, Pizza Hut, Little Caesars, Burger King, Cold Stone, Macaroni Grill, Subway, and Taco Bell, they all use text message marketing in 2019. So you've ever thought about maybe trying text message marketing, but you never got around to trying it, we can help. If you have any questions or would like to try it for free, go to our website, makingdoughshow.com, scroll all the way down and fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you within 24 hours to help you make some dough. We all know good customer service can make or break your restaurant, no matter how good the food is. If the service is inconsistent and it's not consistently, we're not exceeding our customers' expectations, we're gradually going out of business. And it literally doesn't matter your food, it doesn't matter the fact that you spent thousands of dollars in the decor or the oven you have is this, it doesn't matter. If the service isn't where it needs to be, we are in trouble. However, in order for us to give great service and consistently giving that service to our customers, it is critical for us to define what uh, great customer service is and how it looks like. And in fact, not only it's important for you and me to do this, it's important to make sure every team member in our restaurant understands, whether it's folks in the kitchen or the front, that they we're all on the same page of how great customer service looks like. One of the exercises we did a few weeks ago with our managers was asking them, hey, tell us about an experience you had at a, at a restaurant recently, say in the last six months or in the last year even, where um, the restaurant and their service, they were able to exceed your expectation. Describe it to me. How did you feel? What did you see? What did they tell you? And then what? You know, going into these details. And we were surprised to hear that um, our managers did not actually have a good idea of being able to define uh, how great service actually looks like and feels like. So if you are tuning this show, it'd be wonderful that afterwards you can have a conversation with your managers. Um, and if you are a restaurant manager tuning in, ask your team in the next uh, team meeting or whatever you have, ask people to define their last experience. One of the challenges that happens is that a lot of our people, they don't necessarily can afford going to fancy restaurants um, and they've never experienced great service. Now. If they don't know what to expect, they don't know how it looks like, how are they going to, you know, like you have this image in your head uh, as a restaurant owner or, you know, as a manager, you have this image in your head of how you want your service to look like or feel like, how are you going to translate that into your people if they don't, they've never themselves experienced that great, phenomenal service that we're talking about? All right, well, no words, friends. Today, we're gonna to be talking about three factors that define great customer service. 
Uh, I love to talk about this because this has been dear to our heart and Matt and I, my husband and I, we had to define this for our restaurant, um, for these each of these three factors, what are gonna be our standards, what are gonna be the trainings we're gonna provide to our team front and back to make sure, you know, it's, this is not all theory. In fact, this is the theory and afterwards we gotta put in a lot of work. And these are three factors that we ourselves have put an enormous amount of work behind to make sure hopefully consistently we're able to provide that great service to our customers. So what is the problem that you and I are solving for our customers in, in a restaurant setting, right? Every business exists. It doesn't matter what kind of business we have. We are here to solve a problem. And what is the problem we solve for our customers? And you know, mastery comes and paying attention to simple details. This is not like a rocket science kind of a concept and you already are aware of these. We're just going to dig deep and master these things. So the problem we're solving for our customers is the hunger problem, right? They're hungry, they are you know, tired and or it's inconvenient for them to make food for themselves and they choose to go eat out. They come to us, we feed them, they give us money. It's that simple. The reason I'm simplifying this is because it happens a lot with our people. Sometimes we have so many problems in the restaurant. I'm like, dude, we're not like doing brain surgery here, okay? People come in here, they're hungry, they give us money, we feed them. You know what I mean? It's kind of a basic thing. So let's talk about three main factors um, that define great customer service. And here's the thing, what defines great customer service is in what our customers believe to be great customer service. They determine how they want to be served. It is not about you and I debating about our opinions on things, but rather, again, what matters to our customers. Because after all, they're the ones paying for our great service. Factor number one is the speed of service. It doesn't matter, literally this one can make or break the experience that the customer's gonna have at your restaurant. And I talk about this to restaurant owners all the time and on the show. We, we need to have systems in place, we need to have standards in place, and we need to be tracking and measuring every single ticket. And nowadays with the fancy POS systems we got, it is easier than ever to track a lot of these things. Speed of service, it does not matter how friendly your people are, how clean the bathrooms are, people. It doesn't matter how um, the food tastes or your decor or anything. If it takes a long time for a customer to get their food, it really doesn't matter. When people are hungry um, they, and they come into your restaurant with an expectation, if we go to Chick-fil-A or McDonald's and it takes like five minutes, we're like, whoa, what's taking so long, right? Obviously, depending on, you know, the kind of a restaurant you are and the reputation you have, people have a set of expectation. If you're a fast food, even in, in the fast casual setting, right, depending on do you sell pizza, do you sell tacos, right? People have it, an expectation and we need to always exceed that expectation. Speed of service is one of them. Here's the thing. We live in a society where instant gratification is king including for you and me, you know, we want whatever we want and we want it now, you know, we get frustrated in traffic. Um, I don't I don't know about y'all, maybe you guys don't, right? But uh, our customers, they want what they want and they want it now. If they wanted to wait 45 minutes for a pasta dish, they would have cooked pasta at home and opened a jar of 
ragu i mean i don't know i don't use those stuff but i've seen them on shelves right a jar of ragu and they've served it and they would not be coming over to you paying you for it right if it's going to take that long that's why they're coming out because they're hungry and they want food now here's the thing you need to be very careful and when we fall short when it comes to speed of service to a table, we feel like if we were to explain to the customer, oh, I'm sorry, we were short-staffed and our morning cook came, the customer does not care. Do you care when you go wherever you go? Like, I don't know, you go to a car wash or anywhere you go and they take forever to take care of your food and especially when they proactively don't come in informing you. It's already, you've been sitting there for 45 minutes waiting for something and they come, oh, I'm sorry, it's gonna take another hour or something, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter, we're paying for a service and we're gonna demand some things. Same things happen with the customer and if you um, feel frustrated with your customers when they demand those things, know that they can only expect it. They are paying for the service. So don't be over there explaining to the customer why you know this happened and that happened. It's all irrelevant. It comes across as though you're coming up with excuses. And again, customers are giving us money and they determined the terms of the transaction. So when it comes to speed of service, I wanted to ask you, do you have standards for, for your appetizers, for your entree, for your desserts, um, in terms of the speed of the ticket, how long it takes before a customer has received their appetizer? How long if, for instance, you own a pizzeria, or like on average, what are our dine-in ticket times? And I'm gonna share with you, you know, we own pizzerias, so our um, average ticket time for dine-in is 10 to like 12 minutes is what we shoot for. And for pickup, it's like 15 to 20 minutes. And for deliveries, we want 30 minutes, within 30 minutes out the door. And we call that standard 10, 20, 30 rule. So one thing is for you to have the standards. The other one is the most important part is your people to know the standard, right? We want our people to know that standard. So when we talk about this was a violation of our 10, 20, 30 rule, we want our people to know what we're talking about here, right? So you, you are first, again, define those standards. Uh, you need to make sure you communicate those standards to your people. The next step is you need to make sure you train your people for those standards. You can't just expect people to have a 10 to 12 minute dine-in ticket times if you do not have tactical tips for them. Tactical, we look at the number of steps between the make line to the oven and back, the like the path. I don't know if some of y'all may have watched the movie Founder, you'll see um, uh, how it works. But we've been inspired by Toyota and the way that we've mapped out some of our things like that in our kitchen and how we, uh, the, the prep levels, the, prep level before the dinner shift and things like that, considering all of that in light of the ticket times that we want to have to, to be able to achieve that. So you want to have trainings and an ongoing basis for this. And the other thing you want to have is you need to have quality control checkpoints to manage the ticket, um, the speed of service. So the uh, make line, you know, folks who work the make line, they need to know by when the food needs to be out of their hands and into the next phase and or the person who's cutting it or the driver everybody needs to know about those things in our log book which i strongly recommend you need to log everything in the restaurant on a daily basis in fact we do that at the end of every shift in the morning and the end of the shift in the evening shift one of the sections that is mandatory for our people to fill out is our 10 20 30 rule section we have a um, station in the middle of our hallway um, we call our gem five gem our gems are our servers actually uh, guest experience makers is the name of our server the title of that position 
there is a position we have where every single ticket that leaves the pass bar thing it is we write down the ticket time obviously we can look it up from the pos system and we average it out um and that obviously defines the time that we communicate to the customer when a customer calls for like their pickup we want to tell them exactly uh, an average of how long it takes them uh, for the for them to come out come over and pick up obviously our pick pickup times but we document those and it all goes into the logbook. So our people need, if this is a factor that matters to the customer, it matters to you and me in leadership, and we need to make sure that our team knows that this matters. And one of the ways to do that is make sure we're tracking this every single day and we kudo the team when the ticket times are within range, exceeding expectation, and look into coaching our team. Hey, what happened here? Tell me more about it. What are we gonna do next time? You know, all of that in uh, coaching the team to make sure again everybody needs to know that this is a very important factor uh, that defines the success and the experience our customers are going to have uh, in and with our restaurant right so that was speed of service the next factor that defines great customer service is the order accuracy which one you all hate it when you go to a restaurant, you order something, you hypothetically wanted no black olives on it because you hate black olives. But you know, for instance, you love a supreme pizza, but you just hate black olives with a passion. You know, you have some childhood memories of your mother forcing you to eat it. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling the story, right? Or, you know, I personally hate it because I don't eat spicy food much and I go to a restaurant and hypothetically I'm like, oh, I want a chicken tortilla soup, but I would like no chilies in it or something like that or hot peppers in it. And they come back with hot peppers in it. And now I have to go through this trouble of, oh, I don't want it. And turn it in and get another one and blah, blah, blah. Sometimes you don't want to deal with that. So you just eat it. And you're like unhappy with the experience altogether. Order accuracy matters a lot. A lot. You know, people have an expectation when it comes to order accuracy. Now, the accuracy means obviously the ingredients as well as the portions. If somebody comes in, for instance, for a breakfast and it was like an eggs and spinach something and uh, there's too much spinach in it they're going to complain about it so it's not just okay the fact that all the ingredients need to be in the dish but also the portion and the quantity of each ingredient in the dish can also make and break the experience so again if this matters to our customers it matters to us right and as always again i'm telling you our managers need to make sure that this matters to the company this matters to us we need to have trainings for it we have quality control checkpoints uh, in place um, tactical trainings and we're measuring this every single day and the number of our mistakes we do measure that as well every single day it goes into the logbook so this is something that we need to again talk about because it is a tremendous factor in affecting the experience that the customers will have in our restaurant I'm going to share with you briefly some of the checkpoints that I was talking about and the trainings in place. So we have many positions in the restaurant, right? You have people who work, for instance, in a simple setting. Let's talk about a customer uh, calls on the phone, places an order for a Supreme with no black olive. And they place it on the phone with a server. The ticket goes into the kitchen. Folks in the, um, let's talk about the server forgot to say that it's a supreme with no black olives and the supreme says that it has black olives on it right it just says a supreme 16 inch supreme pizza hypothetically and the ticket uh, prints into the kitchen um the guys on the make line are seeing that oh, it's a supreme pizza they make it and it goes to the cut station uh, the quality control checkpoint with the cut station is to verify that the ticket matches the food and so the cut station is going to look 
and be like, yep, they wanted a 16 inch Supreme pizza and this is a 16 inch Supreme pizza. It goes into the pass bar and our gem five checks as well to make sure the ticket matches the food. So that's our third quality checkpoint. And then uh, when a customer comes for their pickup, we have our gem two positions that run, run food, but uh, I don't want to complicate it too much here. And when they run the food to the customer, we open every single box of any time we have a pickup, every single box gets opened in front of the customer and we describe it. Well, here's your 16 inch Supreme pizza or what have you. And that's the customer's like, I did not want black olives on it. Right. And you look at the ticket, you're like, uh, the ticket's a 16 inch Supreme, but it seems the customer did not want it. And you have to tell a customer, we're going to remake it real quick for you. I'm so sorry about that and all that shenanigan. Right. So we came up with our checkpoints and quality control points and the trainings associated with those, um, according to all the problems we had. So we had this problem of customers going to their home, giving us a call and saying, oh, they, that we did not give them their cannoli, right? And they demanded a driver to bring the cannoli to them now at a, for no charge, right? Out of that pain of a problem we had, we realized, you know what? Let's open every single box in front of the customer. So if they leave and they're like, oh, it wasn't this and that, we're like, well, Ma'am, we showed you the food, and if it wasn't to your expectation, I really wish you would have explained to us there, but we still, you know, take care of it. But, you know what I mean? Many times we actually catch the different issues um, at these quality control checkpoints. The reality is we will make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. If you're processing hundreds of tickets every single day, you are going to make mistakes. So it is critical to set up these checkpoints that we're talking about to catch those. So one of our quality control checkpoints is, as I mentioned at the pickup, uh, the last server who hands the food to the customer opens every single box. So this all started because the person who took the order on the phone um, did not hear the part about no black olives and did not put it into the ticket. So we have two techniques in place to combat that. Again, we have trainings for these training videos that um, I've created for these. So everybody's trained. One of them is what we call, um, sorry, one of them is uh, what we call um, talk as you do technique. Talk as you do technique. I mean, we could talk about for days about that, but is whenever you're taking an order from a customer, you talk as you're writing it down. This applies to if you're in a full service as well, like you go in and there's six people at the table and they're telling you, I want this with no mushrooms or I want that with extra this and whatever thing it is. And they're telling you hypothetically in this case, um, I would like a 16 inch Supreme with um, no black olives. So I am the server. I said, fantastic. I have a 16 inch Supreme with no black olives for you. So if I just am writing it down and say a 16 inch Supreme, what else, ma'am? She customer is going to tell you, Hey, did you write down about the no black olives? I don't, I don't want no black olives on it. Right? So you're talking as you're collecting the orders. Some of the tickets we process, there may be like 10 items in it. Right? So the talk as you do is every single order that goes into your POS system, the server needs to repeat it back. This is the talk as you do technique. And uh, we do that when I, even the customers like, oh, I would like five drinks. Fantastic. Let me get the cups for you. Here are the cups, uh, you know, and you're just talking as you're doing You're So there are any of these awkward silences in between, right? The customers, oh, can I get more extra ranch? Fantastic. Let me go get some more ranch for you. So you know, customer knows I heard what you said. I'm going to go get what you asked me to do. So everybody's on the same page. We're over communicating, which uh, goes back to being one of our um, core values of, uh, of our company over communication, but that's for another day. So talk as you do is one tactic that we have whenever we take the orders 
And then also at the end of the order, our servers must repeat back the order. I mean, that's another layer to make sure that if somehow I caught it wrong, like the customer's telling me, and sometimes the customers talk really fast. They're like, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. You know, and you're trying to talk as you do think it. So you slow the customer down. And then it gets to the point where um, at the end of the ticket, you want to still repeat back everything in a way that the customer can hear it. It happens to me a lot. You go like to Whataburger, no offense to Whataburger, and the server is like, uh, number two with this, and da, 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 like at the end, not understand. There is a purpose to this step. The purpose of you repeating back the order is so that if there are any issues, we can catch them. It isn't just for you to just read it back really fast. It doesn't matter the line you have, you know what I mean? So these are all the training points we've had with our people to make sure that we reduce. We used to have so many mistakes on a daily basis uh, in our restaurant. And then, so if you're thinking about what checkpoints and what quality control points I'm gonna come up with, uh, my people, you need to observe the number of mistakes you have. What are the kinds of mistakes made? What are the kinds of complaints you get when you read your reviews? What are the complaints you're getting? You need to learn out of those experiences, come up with new systems in place. So we gradually reduce those issues. And um, I don't know if you've noticed, but these two things, the speed of service and the accuracy um, are some of my passions. My husband and I would put an enormous amount of work into our restaurant in terms of the systems and the trainings and all of that, uh, maybe because our background is in engineering and we're kind of uh, obsessed with these things. But I wanted to tell you it is possible to reduce the number of your mistakes to have on a Friday night where we process 200 some odds, 300 some odds tickets in in a day to have like three mistakes. It is possible, friend. And um, it's just there's a little bit of work to set the standards, communicate the standards, hold the team accountable, train and track. So speed of service and the ticket, the order accuracy, as I mentioned, are two very important factors uh, when it comes to the service you provide your customers. And I'm pretty sure you agree. If you don't agree, if you want to add to everything that I've said, I would love to hear from you. And you can always send us an email to makingdoughshow at gmail.com or simply come to our website uh, on the website uh, called www.makingdoughshow.com. And you scroll down on that main page. There is a section where you can leave a comment. And if you got questions, you got feedback, anything from me, I would love to hear it. Now, if you're listening to the podcast, I'm going to ask a shameless plug. You know, if you want to leave us a review on iTunes, it would help us out tremendously and it would mean the world. And I would appreciate it very much. But if you have any opinions and thoughts on this that you would like us to share with the community in a future episode, please let me know. Um, I would love to hear your insights. And if you found this tips that I'm sharing with you that we've learned with, blood and sweat, but mostly blood. If you found it helpful, let me know. Last but not least, let's talk about the friendliness of your service. You knew it. That obviously matters tremendously. People demand the service to be friendly. Friendly can be defined in many ways. Smiling, the posture and the attitude of our servers, their their body language, the words they use, and from 
the minute or the second they walk into our restaurant to the second they leave the restaurant. It needs to be exceeding our customer's expectation in the friendly department. I tell our people all the time, this is the friendliest place on, you know, in town. Like we have the friendliest service in town. You know, I tell our people, so that, again, that is our expectation for people to know that's, that's who we are in this company. Right? We want to share, this is the identity of who we are. This is the standard. Move up your standard, friend, to the standard of the company. This is part of the team you're in. I know that most likely you have a lot of trainings for your people when it comes to friendliness of service. I know you probably do because it is critical. I'm going to share with you something that I've noticed with our people is that a lot of times um, with a lot of these things, um, anyways, we, I'm, we may be in the dining room, my husband and I once having having dinner or something like that, we are watching our people. I know you do the same. You're watching your people and sometimes they're like, oh wow, look at that huge smile of so-and-so and whatever. And one of the factors you wanna keep in mind is that, and I tell our people this all the time, they're like, oh, we're so friendly, this and this. And I'm like, it is very easy to be friendly to friendly people. This is not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is being friendly and a smiling big in circumstances when it's really hard to do that, circumstances such as, um, you know, there was an issue with um, an order or a customer's just being rude. There is some of that. I don't know if you guys have that, right? Sometimes one out of a thousand, you're going to have a customer that is plain rude. And the time to be friendly and smiling and killing people with kindness is in those times that that's what we're talking about. Exceeding expectation. When people expect you that when you get yelled at, they're yelling at you and they're expecting you to get defensive and do something, you're not going to meet that expectation and you're going to exceed expectation by reacting the total different way, apologizing, smiling, saying, I I fully understand, man. I am so sorry about this. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. I'm going to make sure this, blah, blah, blah. Let me take care of this. I will give you a call within the hour. You know, utmost courtesy dealing with some of these issues. That is the art that we're training our people to do. I find them like with our regulars, you know, their servers to be like so friendly, like, but when it comes to some of these issues, that's the area we ourselves need to work on. I'm talking about our team, right? And the art here is training our people, handling these different circumstances, having role plays, not just for upselling, which we're very obsessed with, and we went through multiple shows about upselling, we talked about all of that, but also role plays of handling difficult customer customers like a pro. Right. And it doesn't matter what kind of a company of a restaurant you have, right? We have fast casuals, right? You may be fat, fast food. You may be, um, I'm sorry, full dining, uh, whatever it is, uh, full service thing or whatever, or fast casual. We need to train our people. You can't just expect them to know how to handle these circumstances, right? And if they're not handling it well, it's on us to train them up and equip them to do well. Another thing that you want to make sure is that what are some of the ways that we can measure this, right? When it comes to like speed of service, we talked about measuring things. Uh, when it comes to ticket accuracy, we talked about measuring things. And when it comes to friendliness of our service, how are we going to measure this? One is obviously you ask your manager, your front of the house manager, that is going to maybe let you know, hey, on a scale of one to 10, how do you think so-and-so is doing uh, when it comes to service this or when it comes to that, right? Um, That's one way to gauge. And you wanna verify that by the feedback that the customer gives you. When you look up your reviews that is left, hopefully a lot of five stars, is there a mention of service? There may be a lot of mentions of the food itself. And I'm gonna tell you, there will never be 
I don't know about you, but we are obsessed with our um, ticket times. And um, you never hear a customer saying that, oh, the food was so fast and whatever it is. It won't be part of the compliment because for one, it's simply, they're just leaving a five star because the food tasted great and all the whole experience seemed phenomenal, partly because it did not take forever. They're not gonna directly tell you that. So I'm not saying, you know, when it comes to our customer feedback, you want, I mean, there, I mean, we could talk all days about these things. So, you know, I'm trying to pack it in into this one show. But um, to sum this up, friendliness of your service, you need to read your reviews with the front of the house manager of yours. Okay, tell me about these reviews from the last week. What's the mention of service? And what is it that you think that our um, customers appreciate very much, right? We want our service to be friendly we train our people to be like, imagine a friend walked in and somehow we want, and this is what also we hear, because you name it and you name it for your people, that's also what the customers perceive. We hear this, although they have the friendliest staff and blah, 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 right? So look at your reviews. That's one of the ways that you can see if there is a mention of service and if you are exceeding expectation consistently uh, with this. So you may have this nasty review about the service. It's because we were not consistent. That doesn't mean that we're always unfriendly and we're unfriendly to everybody. No, it's just that at that instant that happened because again, consistency of whatever we do matters tremendously. All right, friend, now I would love to hear from you. Let me know what are your thoughts on the things that we talked about. The three key factors in defining great customer service. Of the three things that we went over, the speed of service, the accuracy, uh, order accuracy, and the friendliness of your service, I wanted to ask you which area do you think is your strength and which area do you think is your weakness? And what air in the within the weakness side of town, what are some of the things you're gonna put in place? You know, and again it starts with defining it. The speed of service, what are going to be our standards? Defining the standards right? Then communicating the standards to the team, creating trainings to back up those standards. So we have got to equip our people and you got to track it. Okay. So these are the four steps. So identify what's your weakness, figure out how you're going to combat that. And you need to come up with checkpoints and column fun things and different things like that in your restaurant um, to make it memorable for your people and track those things. Again, I would love to hear what is it that you're going to do? What's the one thing you're going to focus on this week? And, you know, improving this aspect of your service, because as we talked about, friend, this can make or break your experience in your operations. Gradually, it could put us out of business. Subscribe to the show so you don't miss any upcoming shows coming up. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you tuning in. And with that, let's get back to work and make some dough. Bye.